0: On today's Intelligent Money Minute, we'll interview Matt Hogan, Chairman of Inside ETFs and the Global Head of Research for Bitwise Asset Management on non-fungible tokens and whether or not they are a fad.
1: Welcome to Intelligent Money Minute, a mercifully short podcast that may save you time and money. Your host, Hans Blake, is a CFA charterholder and CPA who has spent his entire career helping people minimize financial stress to maximize their lives. After managing $350 million and working with high net worth individuals around the world, he founded Intelligent Investing. Time is money, so invest in every minute. Here is your host, Hans Blake.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Intelligent Money Minute. We're so glad you could join us here today. We appreciate your professionalism and expertise on cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, crypto ETFs, all things digital right so thank you for uh, your time here today it's an honor to be back
2: really excited to chat today
0: nfts i remember reading about them a few years ago uh it was a wall street journal article and i remember thinking nft i bet you that's an acronym i'm gonna have to remember mm-hmm. and lo and behold i had uh we had some people over that night and i brought it up in conversation and it was funny because a month later, uh, it, was, it was my pastor and his his wife and a couple other uh, people. He came up to me like a month later and he's like, you know, after we had that conversation, I'd never heard of that term. And I heard it again in a conversation. And I thought, oh boy, here we go. Things. <laughs> it's one of those terms that you wish that in hindsight, as soon as you hear it the first time, you're like, I need to go see what that's all about. Mm-hmm. So let's define what is an NFT And if you know anything about them, I'd love to talk about what you know about the diverse types of NFTs that are out there. Because I just listened to a CFA society member talk about them. And I was amazed at how many different types there were. Like there was meme and NFTs and there's these art ones. and And I thought, my goodness, it's already complex. So share your thoughts on what an NFT is and what are the different types out there
2: yeah hans it's going to get even more complex and it is a term you're going to have to come to agreement with this is one of my favorite areas because it's an area where the the public perception of what an nft is doesn't align and is a long way from its long-term future application and the size of its impact so
0: well before you jump into that let me at least define for our intelligent investors an nft stands for a non-fungible token And it's a lot easier just to remember NFT. So (laughs) non-fungible token is what we're talking about.
2: Go ahead, Matt. That's exactly right. Non-fungible token. Yeah, NFT is much easier to say. The way I think about it is that an NFT is a technology that lets you have digital property rights. So the earliest expression of this has been in the art world. People have created digital art and an NFT is like a digital pointer that says, I own this painting. You can almost think of it as like a a tool of provenance or a recording of deed for a digital asset. In the past, it's been very hard to have digital property rights, right? Because my eight-year-old son can push control C, control V on a keyboard and create an infinite number of copies of any digital string. And you can't tell the difference between them. And the only way we had digital property rights is if a third party maintained a database that says you, Hans, owns this or Matt owns this. With the advent of blockchain technology, you can have a database that everyone agrees in the world is true, but which no party controls. And so NFTs point to those digital goods. They really exploded on the scene when Christie's held a digital art auction mm-hmm. and someone paid $69 million for a digital image. Okay. Is that goofy? Of course it's goofy. Right, it's a it's a digital image that you could download. Okay, it's goofy art's often goofy, right? Someone paid fifty thousand dollars for a a banana duct taped to a door at Art Basel. Or, or the
0: best know. one I saw, I think somebody paid fifteen or twenty five thousand for nothing. It was nothing, and the guy convinced the the buyer that that what he had created was nothing here on the sidewalk, and he was selling it for. And I'm looking at <laughs> and I'm going. Okay. First of all, you're an idiot for making this art called nothing, but then the bigger idiot is the one that buys it.
2: Yes. Yeah, day. exactly. Art, so, art. Anyone out that's... there
0: listening, I've created a whole bunch of invisible stuff as well. Happy <laughs> to share my uh, PayPal account with you. and <laughs> You can just
2: load it up. That's right. No, that's exactly right. So, so um, what I saw when I saw the sixty-nine million dollar art sale, is not someone overpaying for art because it, you know, as you mentioned, someone paid twenty thousand dollars for nothing. What struck me is people have been making digital art for decades, right? People have been making digital art since the fifties, the sixties, the seventies. NYU has had a digital art program for decades. Why was this the first digital art auction? And the reason was NFTs are a technology that lets you have property rights over a digital good. Okay. So the art space is fascinating. We actually created a, uh, a an NFT index fund, which is not for everybody, but that holds the most valuable art NFTs in the world in a diversified basket. And you can invest in it. It's very volatile and very risky, but, but very interesting. Um, what I get really excited about is if you take this idea of digital property rights, you can apply it, to a lot of different things. And this is the landscape you're going to see in the future. I'll give you one example. I love music, it's a guitar in my background. Right now, if you know like a young band and you find them before all your friends, you, you tell your friends about it so that they'll uh, think you're cool and you build social credibility. But in an NFT world, you can actually invest in the streaming rights of songs. You could, in the future, own part of the streaming rights to Born to Run or something. And they're actually Grammy award-winning artists who are selling the streaming rights through NFTs. That's another way you can apply this technology of digital property rights into the world. Okay. And there, there are a dozen ways behind that. So right now, NFTs are mostly digital art. And they come in a different lot of different forms, really cool graphical art, goofy comic art, in the future, NFTs as digital property rights, I think will influence a huge range of, ish, of industries. Um, everything from, from music rights to medical records to other things will be tokenized in an NFT package. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about NFTs. Commodities, common shares of
0: stocks and dollar bills are examples of fungible goods, which means they are able to be replaced by another identical item. My dollar bill in my pocket is essentially the same as the dollar bill in your pocket. Non-fungible tokens, or NFTs as we talked about today, are cryptographic assets on a blockchain with unique identification codes and metadata that distinguish them from each other. Unlike cryptocurrencies, they cannot be traded or exchanged at equivalency. This makes them quite volatile. NFTs differ from fungible tokens like cryptocurrencies, which are identical to each other and, therefore, can serve as a medium for commercial transactions. Non-fungible tokens are mostly digital art, But as Matt mentioned, there are some potential uses out there for NFTs, like representing individuals' identities or property rights. Time will tell which NFTs appreciate and which ones will be worthless. As a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on Intelligent Money Minute Podcast are those of the interviewee and do not necessarily reflect the views of Intelligent Investing, LLC. Intelligent Investing does not imply any endorsement or approval of any of the investments mentioned on the podcast. This podcast is to educate the public, and the investment strategy and themes discussed may not be suitable for investors depending on their specific investment objectives and financial situation. Our boutique firm serves high net worth individuals and families. We would be honored to sit down with you to discuss your investment objectives and financial situation. Simply visit investedwithyou.com and click on the Get Started button to schedule a complimentary call or coffee with us. Once again, that is investedwithyou.com and click on